Hi, and welcome to the My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast. I'm Justine Murphy, founder of My Muy Bueno, and this podcast is here to inspire, empower, strengthen, and support you, sharing on my journey, past and present, as I grow my company and brand, and of course, my family too. So hi everyone, I hope you're well, I hope you've had a powerhouse, amazing past two weeks. It's been a crazy time and wow, wow, what an episode we have ahead of us today. Uh, We're going to be talking all things COVID because before I go further into the podcast, Uh, sharing about how I've grown my business, all the different ups and downs. It's really important to talk about the crazy down that the last six, seven months has been uh, since March to be able to share all of that with you and how I've navigated it, the decisions I made throughout it, how I made them. And now I'm not through the other side yet, so I never like to talk about things um, until I'm completely out the other side to be able to kind of have a 360 degree um, perspective on them. But I feel like I'm out through most of the hardest kind of parts. Um, and I really want to share that with you because I know from messages I've been getting and emails and lots of you asking me quite similar questions, really. Um And I just want to cover and impart all the elements of things that they may help you and anything that I might share could possibly resonate with you. Um, And then that's great because then it's done its job. So where do we start? I guess we start in March, (laughs) mid-March. I was actually here in London and um, I had... Yeah, I've been having meetings and we'd already started over in Mallorca at the deli and the cookery school. We'd already started provisionally making some changes like having sanitizer and cleaning the salt and pepper shakers and tables thoroughly and anything customers were touching. Um, I'd already had to make the decision to uh, not allow any students who were in Italy or had been in Italy to attend for any courses we had running in March. So slowly there were little elements of things creeping in. Um, Of course, no one, none of us could even, could ever possibly have comprehended or imagined what was yet to come. Um, I remember having a couple of meetings and one of them was, uh, was uh, uh, kind of, uh, you know, no touching, no elbows. And that kind of really woke me up a little bit to the enormity of what could be unfolding. So I kind of adopted the same <laughs> the same stance and stopped kind of, um, yeah, I kind of immediately called the office, said let's stop doing face-to-face interviews and being vigilant with cleaning the desks in the office and sanitizing and, um, yeah, no, no hugging and no, yeah, just being really aware of all of that quite quickly, I guess. Um, that was the biggest thing. It's just hygiene and um, amping all of that up in all areas and just taking progress precautions uh as a as an owner of multiple businesses within my muy bueno um you know i have a responsibility to my team and their safety first and foremost and then of course my customers my clients uh candidates on our on our recruitment books coming in for interviews clients um you know across the board um so yeah just making sure safety was was the number one really at this point while everything was such a big unknown and I flew back to Mallorca on the Thursday night and by the Friday there was a real kind of sense of uh, school going to be shutting on the Monday. So I made the decision that just we're not going to send the boys into the school. Um, and sure enough, on the Saturday, the state of alarm was announced and we had to close the school and the deli. I remember I had uh, children I was going to be teaching a children's cookery course that day having to we had to cancel um to say that we wouldn't be able to teach them and we had this huge delivery arrive because we had our super yacht chef course starting on the Monday and we had kind of scallops and racks of lamb and all this food (laughs) arriving and we had our deli orders arriving big boxes stacking up of all this amazing juicing produce and oh so much just um it was all a blur 
very quickly having to wind things down and of course at that stage being told it was just going to be two weeks um, and kind of packing away the nut butters and things that would be fine and I remember saying you know oh I'll take the granola home and my husband was like the granola will be fine it'll be fine for two weeks I was like, oh, but we'll take it home anyway you know do do you like our granola at home hey we'll just make some more um glad I took it home <laughs> in the end we ended up uh, demolishing it pretty quickly and of course things started to extend way longer than two weeks um but yeah we had to just kind of close down we had to postpone the course and um uh starting to juggle around other courses we had on to follow um and and, and just kind of navigate that moment in the moment really um just while trying to comprehend this kind of weird feeling that we were in a sci-fi movie of sorts being in Mallorca it's an island and Spain was getting hit very quickly and Mallorca made the decision fast to do a hard lockdown so it was kind of um the boys and I didn't leave the house at all for the entire duration of lockdown until a little accident my son had which I'll talk about later um but yeah we hadn't been thankfully you have a garden because we didn't go outside set foot outside the house for months and um it was a very strict lockdown my husband could leave the house for uh, uh an hour a day i think initially they were allowing dog walking then that stopped you could only shop at the uh local shops to you to be able to get produce um lots of people started doing delivery services which was great and much appreciated with fresh produce of course we went through the whole panic buying and and being left with i think my husband came back with a sack of like really cheap macaroni i literally was just like it was like a five kilo bag i was like oh my gosh what are we gonna do with that but it was literally took a photo and it was all that was left on the shelf um yeah needless to say i couldn't even bring us to i think we had one meal from it it was awful it kind of conjured up horrible childhood memories of horrible horrible boarding school food um so yeah it was insane as any of you listening who are in Mallorca and certainly were through lockdown knew about then kind of watching life going on in England almost as normal while we were going through all of this was quite surreal um obviously two weeks extended another two weeks and on it went in these increments and obviously one by one you know having so many different divisions I've got seven different divisions within the company that I've been building for the last nine years wow it's hard not to get upset it's a lot of emotion um it's crazy I'm sure all of you listening those of you have been affected in different ways because we all have feel the same emotion because it's it's just it's just crazy what we've gone gone through you know and so yeah um it was just like a weird surreal dream and I'm strong. I've always been strong. I've gone through so many different things in my life and it has given me a tough outside shell. Still very gooey and soft in the inside, but I, I wear it well. Um, I, I, I focus on, on the good times ahead and the good things. I get myself up. I brush myself off. I've been through much worse than having a, a pandemic and having to close up the business. And I think that has given me a resilience. Um, it has given me um, a strength that I can walk away from situations time and time again, walk away from hurt and being hurt and uh, going through hardships and adverse adversities. And I feel that every hurdle I ever have gone through since and go through like this um, all those things have kind of just molded me and strengthened me and helped me and equipped me to handle whatever the situation is. And we're all different. Um, again, you know, we've all got different lives and backgrounds, pasts and hurdles and experiences. Um, but each one of those experiences, whatever you've gone through in your life, has only ever served that purpose in that hurdle and that challenging time to equip you and to strengthen you for whatever the next hurdle that lays out ahead is. And that's how we're always learning. That's how we're always growing. And that's how we get stronger. And it's how we move forward. Um, so I think quite subconsciously, I didn't make a, a, a there was no kind of, <laughs> 
boost myself up to put on my big girl pants and my armor in order to conquer what I was going through I just quite naturally did and mooched out the steps I guess as I kind of was experiencing things and started to make decisions um business decisions family decisions hard decisions um as we yeah as we just started navigating this really bizarre strange territory to be living through um I think what was making it harder was the fact that there was just two sides to the coin it wasn't just the economic side the financial side the business side the rug being pulled from under your feet side it then was the health implications and the 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 terror the being horrified and scared and not knowing the big unknown about the virus and um the implications and being a mummy and my family and protecting my children and you know right back in march we were straight head first into it washing our hands singing happy birthday and it was bananas bonkers but we just did what we were told and I remember Paul going out of the house and coming back in and I'd make him strip off and have to put all his clothes into a dustbin bag, send him to the shower. I would um, put all of the his clothing into the washing machine with extra scoops and even a few squirts of vinegar, uh, put it on a really hot wash and then having to sterilize anything that he'd bought. Um, it just, I mean, it was bonkers it was like the we're treating like the air outside like it was toxic or I mean it was bonkers it was just like we were living in some really bizarre again I'll say it again sci-fi film that's the only way I could describe how it felt and we had the army rolling out onto the streets checkpoints my husband was getting stopped every time he ventured outside our home area because he had to prove that he was going to visit our sites and that we had um uh, our businesses our offices our cookery school our deli our all our luxury all our different locales um to go and check on them and that we had to explain that we've got fridges and freezers full of food plugged in so um and of course at this time my cookbook was coming out uh obviously not the cookbook launch I ever would have expected in a million trillion years um in a roundabout way I guess you know it was it, it came at a time that then served to help people uh, the whole book is all about boosting you and uh, sharing about um, breaking bread together and cooking at home and feeding your loved ones um, sharing my story and inspiring people so for all of those reasons it it's got used more um, people were cooking from it more um, I kind of uh, jumped in head first with the boys started doing videos to share with people getting everyone cooking before the book had even come out just sharing my recipes and going just getting everyone uh, cooking and obviously doing the yeah banana bread of course was the first one the whole world did I think um, but sharing all of those things just to kind of um, yeah uh, uh, get everyone kind of looking in their cupboards especially with the shortages that were happening and what you can be cooking and lentil dal and all the basic stuff and then slowly but surely more food started coming available and then kind of I could start doing lamb stews and different dishes um which was great fun it was great to have that fun with them it was great to be able to have that connection and kind of just sharing with my community really um on Instagram and further afield um I did a couple of radio interviews and podcasts with some awesome women who um I was kind of again in the middle of navigating what was going on and kind of got to share a bit with them at the time um of what my thoughts and feelings were you know but again then even right back then of course my mentality was like you know we're going to get through this and we'll open again and everything's going to be fine um you know that's that's it there's you know there's no plan b right now um, and then I was doing my women in business zooms um, as an as a way of just trying to um, help share and navigate with uh, women on my women in business uh, community and again be trying to direct and share how I was getting through things and uh, offering advice and getting others to share um, and then I Ha, I started the my muy bueno chefs together initiative quite early on actually um, I think 
I think it it was good because all of this occupied my mind throughout this whole time and deflected from the seriousness of what was going on and it was a coping mechanism I kept busy and I did what I always do which was just wanting to share and wanting to um, engage with my communities so I had my kind of Instagram community and sharing with everyone with the boys and cooking I had my women in business community and doing the zooms and then I had my whole kind of my muy bueno chefs community bringing together different chefs all over the world to share a video of one of their signature dishes and the recipe and then we were sharing that um, every day or every other day and just to inspire and excite people and just to really champion everyone through that time um, just to be offering that support knowing that restaurants were having to close and it was just a really um, again just a a surreal and daunting and scary time because chefs were losing jobs left right and center Um, I was seeing the impact on the other side of that with our chef agency watching chefs checking in and the numbers going up and up and up Um, All of these factors helping me to make decisions in business and in the business and with the cookery school and sites and um, helped me to ultimately come to the decisions that I did end up making many months later. Um, So, yeah, so I was very occupied with all of that. But then then it it started to become quite overwhelming. Um, I realised I was trying to give myself to everyone Um, yet I had my business that I I needed to focus on now Um, I've got my teams I've got my clients my customers my um, the future of the business um, at stake and as much as I'm doing all these things I I need to put them I need to put the balls down there now so I um, first stopped to the women in business because it was like I can't keep trying to help everyone else when I'm struggling myself Um, so that was a hard call to make because I wanted to keep helping everyone, but I had to just make that decision because I had to focus on me and focus on my family and focus on what I was going to start doing, uh, very quickly. I then tied up the chefs together as well. Felt like now's the time we did an amazing run of kind of like 30 awesome chefs who took part, um, but just felt it was a natural time to start, you know, again, we've got to get back to business now. We've got to we've got to get through this and we've got to work out how and that was my focus um and then just wound down on the videos with the boy excuse me the boys as well um so I could really just push put my time and concentration into right you know this is as this is serious and this isn't going anywhere fast and um my first my very first initial response in the very beginning in the first few weeks um was adapt and evolve that was my first gut reaction. Um, sorry, did I say adapt and evolve? That's the name of today's show. Maybe if I did, I didn't. My reduce and reduce and adapt was the first mantra. Reduce and adapt, because one, no one, you just don't expect business to stop <laughs> overnight. And when you've got seven companies and they all stop uh, one by one. You know, the deli stopped, the cookery school stopped, um, our catering company stopped, our um, our recruitment agencies started to slow right down until a few weeks later, they completely ground to a halt, which, uh, which has never happened, of course. Um, uh, yeah, our lifestyle division semi-stopped. You know, we had a couple of clients still needing us uh, to help with, with different scenarios and situations, but then even then got to a point that hands were tied because movement stopped, travel stopped. It was just this massive unknown across the board. And um, uh, yeah, um, just crazy. Uh, so anyway, we uh, it, was, it was very surreal. I mean, always you plan for quiet times, but that's the beauty of my muy bueno, even in our quieter times for the season for... For Supiots and placements in recruitment, we always have our cookery school is really busy in the winter time. It's the time at, that uh, students can do courses. So there's always this balance across the divisions um, and and it works. But nothing prepares you for all of it stopping um, pretty much at once. And then you've got all of your different, you know, I had so many sites, seven different sites to be having to continue paying rental on. 
Um, I had one very kind landlord. I had different landlords and one kind landlord who did uh, offer me a discount. However, uh, when I was in the mantra of reduce and adapt, that was the first office I felt was the one to have to let go of. Um, sadly, being the one with the discount, but in my office, we had heavily invested into building it. So therefore, moving everyone across to the other office was more logical. Um, and then to, uh, getting rid of different sites that were just serving the purpose of storage, for example, and just getting rid of rentals that if I was going to be paying full rental and we weren't earning, you know, started dipping into our savings and transferring money around from the different businesses to try and alleviate the costs and uh, rentals and bills and Oh my goodness. I mean, just nothing prepares you for nothing, um, as we all know. Um, but when you've got all those different responsibilities and then staff as well, um, uh, I mean, just no way. Uh, and unfortunately in Spain, they were, there was no aid, nothing, nothing at all, not a single cent uh, to help. Uh, to help any business, um, nothing for hospitality at all, which is insane. Um, and then on top of it, uh, yeah, still taking social security money, still taking from us despite um, being closed, despite not earning. Uh, so it was just literally soccer punch after soccer punch financially. And it was just like, this is this is going to cripple us. Uh, we're going to be on our knees and and I need to think fast here. This is this is serious. This is um, this is the roof over our head. I mean, really. Um so I had to make quick decisions. I had to look ahead. The furlough scheme in Spain was truly shocking. Um, you had to, to keep someone on furlough. You then had to guarantee them a contract for six months after, which was impossible because we didn't know how anything of such an unknown on the other side of when the state of alarm would finally be over to know that you could guarantee someone their wage for six months when you could be completely dead and most likely would be because the biggest trouble we had was for our cookery school was that students couldn't get to the island. Um, that was the biggest hurdle. They couldn't get there. And then, of course, that very quickly became they they didn't know when they ever would get there. And even if they did get there, they would have to quarantine. And then by this time, their financial situation was changing. They'd lost their jobs. They had no money. They certainly couldn't afford the luxury of coming to Mallorca to do a course. It was just a domino effect. Then we started having cancellations for weddings that we had booked with our catering division. I mean, it was just, it was domino after domino after domino and they were all just falling down and wow. Um, and I just remember holding it all together. I'd been so occupied, so busy with all these videos and everything else and really getting hands on anyone who was watching my Instagram story throughout the whole thing. I started painting. I got into acrylic pouring, which is something I'd been wanting to do forever. My husband had bought me for the last year for an anniversary present, all of the canvases and acrylic paint. And I actually got using them and I got playing and learning and and oh, our whole house turned into this giant art studio and the boys and I had the most amazing time um, painting and, and we had the most wonderful quality time together. It was like the longest extended Christmas, really. Um, you know, never do we have the luxury of that much quality time together. And that, of course, has been the biggest blessing we've taken from the whole thing was enjoying that family time, um, such quality family time. I think it was the most we ever got to enjoy our pool and our garden and just um, even my husband and I to connect on a whole different level. It was like we were dating again. We actually got to know each other and enjoy each other without all of the stresses of the day-to-day -day workload that we have. And that was really, really great. Um, and yeah, that that whole part of it all was yeah a giant blessing. And uh, but on the other side of that uh, was the realities of everything else and a huge amount of stress on my shoulders of um, how I was going to navigate through it. Um, and I kind of sit quietly, you know, uh, just giving it to the Lord and just praying and trusting in him to tell me and show me and direct me and give me some clarity and just having quiet days and quiet time and using that time just to meditate and prayer and just wait for just having that clarity, having that moment of inspiration to show me what I need to do next. And, um, but yeah, by this point, our refund requests were just 
astronomical. Um, again, it's money, it's a business, money coming into the business that's been taken, you know, last October and it's pumped into the business and the business is a well-oiled machine and um, you kind of, yeah, it's one thing to stop earning, but another thing to then be wanting money out of the business that's then, you know, it's not just sat there in, in a giant vault. Um, it was insane. I had I had to deal with students threatening to sue me, screaming at me. One student who was ever so nice and even threatened the virus on my family and I. I mean, wow, you know, um, it was you know, trying to wrap my head around all of these thoughts and feelings and situations and trying to handle them professionally and calmly and mindfully while protecting my family and trying to just navigate through this entire storm of craziness um and stay healthy and stay strong and just uh, and yeah and do make the right decisions to protect my team and having to make redundancies but at least then they could be looked after and get unemployment and and then that was more financial burdens and packages to put together and just it was just crazy um we had back-to-back courses one-week courses we had our 12-week course um I guess the only blessing was that because my book was coming out and I was going to be traveling a lot, I didn't line up any guest chefs, which normally I would have done. Um, so that was one blessing in disguise. I didn't have to worry about uh, um, that side of things. But yeah, crazy, crazy, horrible time. And so yeah, basically I was watching our chef check-ins increasing and increasing and I'd never seen them jump up to the extent that they did and getting messages from chefs who had come or had lost their jobs, lost their yacht jobs. And then normally if they went home, they would work in a restaurant just to get by and have money coming in. But they couldn't even do that because restaurants by this point, UK was on lockdown. Everything was ground to a halt and I had chefs messaging me saying that my wife is pregnant. We've got a baby due any day now. Um, what am I meant to do, Justine? You know, so I had like this whole community then kind of that I was needing to look after and give myself to to, um, and, you know, just, you know, advising, you know, just think of whatever you can do to make money and, you know, make money, make money from what you do. And there were two amazing chefs that I can recall immediately. One, he, he went and he, um, he built a pizza oven in his garden and he started a gourmet pizza delivery service. I mean, wow, kudos. I mean, amazing. Uh, goosebumps sharing that. I think it's brilliant and so good and what an amazing initiative to do. And that was it. That's what it was about. It was like, uh, and, and another chef did the same sort of thing, but with kind of creating afternoon teas and little finger sandwiches and cakes and wow, you know, wow, isn't it amazing what we are capable of doing when we have to do when we have to you know when the chips are down and the going gets tough we've got to be imaginative we've got to think we've got to think outside the box we've got to just keep the wheels turning we've got to make the money uh, come in we've got to pay our bills we've got to keep the roof over our heads and there's no alternative there's no alternative there's no option to fail there isn't you know and this is I guess was the hardest part of all of this is you know it's one thing if your own like something in your business fails and putting your hands up to that and recognizing that but this was completely out of our control you know and devastating watching businesses having to be closed down watching things having to um, be packed up and you know through no fault of your own something so out of your control um, you know you don't open a business with a view of ever having to close it down again and that's not you know a, a, your business is built through dedication and hard work and a dream you know we live our we get to to um, uh, do what we love as our livelihood and uh, what we love is putting smiles on people's faces and and uh, looking after people and providing people with a with a service on, or a, a amazing food that makes them happy or a service that looks after them or they learn from or helps them to get a job or whatever that is and you know my muy bueno it's all encompassing it's eat live learn you know we feed you we teach you we get you jobs you know we give you plates you know luxury wear amazingly we had an order a giant order that I'm so grateful to um the chef who did this order halfway through lockdown and that was a huge huge blessing that came at a time um that was so intense and crazy and we managed to pull it off and and uh still get that order done and across took a little bit lo longer than normal but we did it and 
Um, so yeah, so it, and then of course that all closed, slow, slowed right down to a halt again as well. So yeah. Um, anyway, it gave me the clarity at this point, we're talking a couple of months in now of being on total lockdown and, um, having to keep forking out thousands and thousands of euros in rental when we couldn't do anything it was just not going to cut it. And it was bad business. And I had to start just taking the bull by the horns and making some tough, hard decisions. And at this point, I'd reduced everything down to just our deli and our luxury wear and our cookery school, uh, which were three separate sites that we'd pushed through together. And then my office as well. So we had like five more sites left. Um, but I couldn't justify keeping them all upright if we had no no way that students were going to come into the island, that the island was going to be quiet and the Delhi just wasn't going to be able to um, be sustainable. And um, and then, yeah, even like, you know, keeping, keeping you know, again, luxury wear is just, you know, it's just, it was a luxury having those um, sites in that space. And Paul had to go on his own when I kind of made the decision to get rid of um, a storage site for the cookery school. So he, uh, I had the idea that he should go to luxury wear, roll up the cream carpet, pack away all the plates, and then get everything from that site with all the storage and use utilize the space that we had for our luxury wear showroom so that's what he did on his own he had to go and do it all on his own um because of course no one could go outside the door because everyone was on strict quarantine and only an hour out per day and it was literally police stopping everyone everywhere so he had to do it all himself disassembling everything moving washing machines and dryers and um, shelving units and pasta machines and kitchen aids and heavy equipment from the school all on his own and he did it and then from there we got the builder in to close up the wall and then we could get rid of another rental um, and working through like that and the other reason that the, the school site and the deli sites were so important is because I owned the the leasehold on them and by um, you know not uh, by keeping them upright kept my lease in intact but obviously to have to let them go obviously they had the biggest amount of investment you know uh, since 2015 when I took them on invested so heavily everything into building the sites the the floors the tiles you know everything that cost so much money and so much love and care and thought that had gone into everything right down to the bathroom tiles you know it was my heart it was my vision and it was kind of the last thing um was was to have to make the decision that I did and watching the chef check-ins increasing and increasing showed me that come come September we weren't going to be busy with cookery school courses we didn't even know for sure that they were even going to be able to have students fly into the island by that point and of course based on the situation we were in with, with cancellations and refund requests, that by then majority of people might not have work, might not have finances, and it would just be a great big luxury to have to come and do the course that had been postponed, you know, and that money could be going somewhere else. Um, so I called a meeting with the landlady and just put all my cards on the table and explained the situation, offered 50% rent from kind of now and that at that time it was June um, up until September and that I would pay my community and my water and she said no, <laughs> no, that's not feasible. And in that moment, I had my bolt of inspiration. I had my absolute moment of clarity. And in that moment, I said, okay, you can take this as my notice. Uh, in that moment, I knew that we would empty out the sites. We will move the cookery school to London because at the end of the day, it's only, it's the people that make it, the, the business that it is, is and the community that I've built up there, uh, the courses, you know, everything inside I owned. So stripping it all down completely, uh, that we'll move the school, we'll move the deli, we'll move everything to London, but my goodness, I'm going to move my family over now. And thankfully, because I've got the agencies and the luxury wear and the lifestyle and Mind We Bueno is a, uh, a limited company, the head over here, um, that really what saved us that everything else was here not in it was only the catering the the school and the um deli that was based in Spain everything else has always been based in London and um obviously having offices over there offices over here so it was just a no-brainer it was the easiest decision I've ever made in my life at that precise moment it was just such I could just see um I had such clarity 
and um and that was it so we uh well Paul and uh Richard one of my amazing chefs the two of them together uh started dismantling the entire school uh, dismantling everything dismantling the deli dismantling everything um and uh yeah the idea was going to be that we'd stay just to ha- see summer out and then I kind of slept on that idea and said actually no um let's get across sooner because if there's another lockdown we need to be over there I need to be setting up our home I can be getting our roots down and setting everything up for the business and just getting our ducks in a row and also get the boys um into into school for September um, the boys, in fact, were one of the first things with the Adapt and Evolve. They were in a private school over in Mallorca. And of course, in the beginning stages, everything was Zoom. And it was just like very quickly established that I can't be paying way, um, school fees for my children to be doing Zoom calls. Um, so that was the fir- very first decision I made was to take them out of the school and to cut that cost right there and then. Um, and that's how I literally started kind of working backwards from there and then with the sites and obviously team. The team part was the hardest part, of course, because, um, well, of course, and the sites as well. It's just everything that people have touched, really, and, and you know, my team and my family and people that I've gotten to know and, and love and cherish and worked with for so long. And, you know, men, uh, many of them who, um, you know, the just invested into them they've you know such a firm part of our family but of course they understood everyone understood we were all going through this insane time together and there was just no role for them on the other side um a couple of of great individuals I managed to still retain and we we mooched through to the other side together which has been amazing and I'm so grateful for them um and halfway through the sites all being dismantled I hadn't been there I hadn't left the house I haven't done anything and um uh I went to go with the boys to go and see by this point the state of alarm had been lifted um and I'd gotten to the school and just as I kind of walked in just seeing wow just seeing everything that so many years of love and care and heart and sweat and tears and and um everything you know memories in those sites you know just yeah it's uh seeing it all come coming apart and being taken down was really hard I think um oh excuse me sharing it on my Instagram story that day was was really hard and I know so many of you watching were just like wow hearts is just kind of ripped out for you and I had some many amazing messages and community was amazing oh sorry guys it's it's hard not to I guess get upset it's the first time I've really talked about it since everything um so yeah I made the decision I could never go back again and I haven't um because it's just too hard so oh sorry deep breaths um so I took the boys home they were obviously upset too couldn't quite grasp why we were taking everything down and apart and dismantling it all our whole life our whole world and those of you who know me and know how hard I've worked over all these years sleeping on my office floor with my boys and working all the hours and going in the deli early mornings in the setup times and cooking and doing courses and just I, you know, I eat, breathe, live my muy bueno. It's my world and my dream and and my my life, my family, my everything. You know, I talk about it all the time that there is no work-life balance because it's all in. It's your whole livelihood, and you all know. You know, it's it's you know you don't clock off. It's you're always you're always in. You know, because you care, because your heart is involved. Your, you know, it is. It's your whole it's you on a plate so you know my bueno is an extension of me it's my family so I was hurting um seeing the business hurting and my team and uh so yeah it was a really crazy hard time and I remember after that going home with the boys and I'd been so strong and I remember Seth just said one thing to me and I reacted like this really I just could felt myself start sobbing it was the first time I let emotion out and um 
I quickly had to make my excuses and sent them to go and go watch a film, go and do something. Mummy's just going to go and have a shower. And I just went into the bathroom and I put the shower on and I stood inside that shower and just sobbed and sobbed and just let it all out. And, and just having that release was strengthening. And, um, oh, wow, it's crazy. Um, and you all know you've all gone through these last months in all completely different ways, whether it's to do with family or and business or both and health. I mean, everyone's had different situations, different circumstances. Um, and I tell you something, and I've said it a, f- a few times now and seems to resonate with a lot of people because everyone had their own situations, but we all can agree on that crisis shows the true character and isn't it amazing there were people who throughout this whole time that I thought were you know close friends or people that I could count on and they weren't necessarily actually there for me you know or maybe were throughout it but haven't been since um uh, or even just checked in like how I am or to talk about things or um and the other side of it I had other women who just out of nowhere came into my lives and were amazing and inspiring and pillars of strength who really helped me. Um, and in turn, I w- was really uh, just gravitated towards those women and we were checking in on one another and fa- finding a mutual, uh, you know, mutual comfort in each other's situations and how we were sharing what we were doing about them ourselves um, in a confidential manner because, you know, there was so much discretion with our businesses and what we were going to do and how we were going to get through it and too many, so many people involved and, you know, each individual has a family and a life and just being so acutely aware of that and and the consequences of making decisions and how that was going to impact people and just making decisions carefully and cautiously and uh, mindfully in the right way but yeah it just really found new friends and new friendships developed and formed that I never had expected and so grateful for those and um and yeah uh they've continued really well and so I think it really taught me again where I'm investing my time and the people around me I always talk about naysayers and these people aren't naysayers you know just found like there was this real shift somehow that COVID was causing that we were at completely parallel places and difficult to comprehend or to um, sympathize properly if someone wasn't going through the same situation I just found that there were these weird just this weird shift in dynamic or relationships or friendships and and that was how that's just added like a different layer I guess of um of the whole thing too um so then yeah being very careful where I was choosing to invest my time and who with and focusing on the people who are making me feel better and the people who were actively asking about me and checking in on me and um supporting me and and championing me through the different things I was kind of trying to power through on the other side and the decisions I was making um and those people really just being um yeah just being amazing and so yeah I I made that decision I made the decision that we just needed to get packed up so then on top of all of that start having to pack the house up while Paul was packing up the cookery school packing the house up and making this huge life-changing decision to um come back home come back to London uh permanently and um it was suddenly this kind of feeling of of that I've come full circle you know um I left London in gosh 2000 and um uh, 2006 2000 yeah 2006 I joined the yachting industry I met Paul in 2008 um and yeah I just you know I left London broken um with with you know uh, escaping a world of of hurt and pain and determined to start to uh chase my happiness and find a life uh and build a life for myself and um and I did just that I met my husband I uh we cut out all the people who treated us badly and um were toxic in our lives we started a fresh new life with our marriage I was inspired to create my muy bueno I went away I created this amazing business and brand that expanded into London that grew in Mallorca that was something so special the most amazing communities across so many different areas and people and um 
had my beautiful boys and all the different experiences uh positive and negative along the way that have molded me molded my journey molded molded my family's journey and then to now be returning um not broken not defeated but strong strong and with a clear um with a vision moving forward to what I was going to be doing how I was going to come through from this and in many ways it felt like being in year one all over again I'm just streamlined so much and go back down to a very small team and being I mean I've always been very hands-on uh in every part of the business because that's how it works I've got to be involved in all areas but even more so and it was back to kind of uh really grinding hard um as as the uh, agency started bring back to life and just working all hours at placing jobs and sending chefs out to bookings and uh, moving fast to just accelerate income into the business and just kind of breathe life back into its cheeks again. And, um, but yeah, just felt right, you know, um, to begin letting go, to walk away from everything, you know, I've had to let go of over there. Um, and I've done it many times in my life. I have an ability to, um, I've perfected being able to walk away from knowing when, uh, you know, to be able to do that and to be strong enough to do that and to um, know that there's something better on the other side, because there always is. And to have vision and know that by keep to keep moving forward that things will only get better and that um I will be stronger from this and I will learn from this and will keep navigating this and from that from every hardship from every hurdle that you then end up at a place on the other side that you never would have been at had it not been for those things that have happened to you and that this was no different to that and I had this peace and this assurance and here I am coming back to London a woman who's going to be 40 this year I've, I've uh, you know, it's going to be my husband and I, it's going to be our 10 year wedding anniversary. My muy bueno will turn nine years old in December. It's monumental. It's amazing. And I just felt this, this just surge of, of happiness and peace and that I was right where I was meant to be. Um, and and now doing what I do to move forward, to to build things back up again in new ways, to build on the community and the relationships that I have and draw upon everything that I've built throughout all of these years and to, um, to better, in it, better it and uh, in different ways as we navigate through this different world at the moment and we keep on navigating and we keep on having to... Um, move goalposts and keep on having to just find a way through because the wheels have to keep on turning and there is no plan b there is no alternative there is no there is no rolling over and I don't do that and neither should you excuse me um ever and finding that strength and finding that energy to just keep on brainstorming, coming up with new things to do, coming up with new ideas, speaking with other people, working on relationships, working on friendships, working on uh, contacting clients, seeing what you can do for them, just coming up with new ways to push your business forward in the ways that are going to keep things turning, keep the cogs turning. And that's the focus now. That's the excitement. That's the good stuff. And, and it's still rubbish. You know, it's still COVID is out there. Things are still rubbish. There's still imminent lockdowns that are possible and real and scary there's still the rule of six and there's all these other crazy things that are constant hurdles right now in our path and it's making it so difficult in fact it's making it almost impossible to plan very hard very far ahead at all because you can't because you can't put your money anywhere ahead of time without cautiously doing so and in a way that you know is a sure thing that's gonna uh, be uh, bear fruit uh, which is what I'm doing now and expanding elements and areas of my company that I know will bear fruit because throughout a pandemic they were the very areas that continued to do so and kept us strong so that's where I'm busy now expanding in those directions um, knowing that I've got clientele who it really did rely on, rely on me, rely on my muy bueno and uh, what we do in order to um, uh, be a support to them throughout this time. 
um, are being at their disposal throughout this time continuously, 24-7, at any time the phone rang, rang, I would answer it. And that's what we do. That's what we pride ourselves on. And, um, and yeah, so, and, you know, nothing, you know, there is, you know, you can, you can sit tight and you can cower in fear and you can make a decision that, okay, well, I'll just stick tight with the money that I've got and just hold tight and see how the world goes. And then I'll just have to live off of this. Or you're just going to throw yourself feet first off the edge of the cliff and do what you do because you are a strong, amazing, awesome woman in business who has to keep moving forward. And you've got to get out there and you're just going to rip the band-aid off and you're just going to start doing it. You've got to do things. And if you get the ideas, go and do them, be instrumental about them because you have to, because there is no time right now to do anything but keep moving forward, keep working on new ideas. Every single little burst of energy and excitement, get a pen and paper and write it down and, and then start materializing those things, make them come to life. You've got to do that right now. It's so important. Um, otherwise, you're just going to sit in limbo. And going right back to the, the physical side of it, if you do not move forward, you just stand still where you are. And this is no different. So you've got to, you know, no one else is responsible for you, but you, no one else is responsible for your business, but you, you have to be proactive right now. And yes, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. I have days where I am, I am powering forward. My mojo is in gear and you know it, you'll look on my Instagram story and I'm just like slaying everything. And I'm just like, just all over it. I'm just really just like on fire, you know, nothing can stop me. But then the next day I'm just like depleted of my energy. I've given all my energy to so many people. I'm exhausted and I need to heal and I need to rest from that. And that's really important because you need to give yourself that too um, and not beat yourself up about it when you do stop and you do take that time. And I guess lockdown, everyone who knows me pre-COVID, um, you know, up at 4am, working through till late at night. And you know what? I'm doing that again now. I'm working all the hours right now as my family is sleeping. I'm there plowing away, working on jobs, brainstorming, on to the next thing, working on other projects. But that's what I do because I love it, because it's my business and it's my baby. And I'm putting all of me back into it right now to get it strong again. And um, you've got to do what works for you. But putting in right now is so important. Just keeping those wheels turning, getting excited about different projects, um, having a vision and, you know, what's your dream moving forward now? And I said to a friend just yesterday, I said, you know, dreams are just goals and goals are achievable. You know, they're, they're achievable dreams, but that's what they are. They're just goals. So you can just start ticking those goals off. Those goals are your dreams. And right now I'm just going to start pushing forward in all areas because my vision and my dreams have, have, have been ignited with new direction and fuel it being fueled by my excitement and my, my want to, to just all in right now to, um, to push forward, to grow everything back up again, to, uh, work with other people, to help other people, to support them throughout this time, to see what we can be doing to support one another throughout this time. Um, you know, community, it's all about people. It's all about community. And again, just weeding out those people who aren't there to support you, the people who really aren't there, who's not checking in on you, who's, who's you know, not asked how you're doing throughout this time, who, who has been looking after you and who else, who has been checking in on you. Those are the people who are suddenly your new tribe right now in this crazy COVID world. It's not to say those other people don't care, but they just can't understand necessarily what you're going through at this time. And let it go. Don't let it upset you. You've got to let it go. It's not personal. And um, get some focus, get some clarity, take that downtime when it's all too much and give yourself that. That's definitely the thing I learned through um, through lockdown and through all of this time is just to, uh, to really have that time. You know, I'd never had, I'd never given myself that time before. I'd never afforded myself that quality time before for myself and recognizing the benefits of that. Um, so yeah, so when I've had a day of expelling all my energy and doing so much, and then the next day, just really struggling to pick myself up or, or kind of have a spring in my step. You can't force that. It's, it comes from within you. It's your passion. It's what excites you. It's what boosts me and keeps, you know, keeps my fire going. So allowing yourself time, downtime, me time, you know, enjoying a bath and, and just quiet time, meditation time, prayer time, just anything, lighting a candle, anything that just makes you feel 
better. Um, and there is no right or wrong at the moment. There really isn't. And you know what? There never was. I just didn't know it. But it's taken COVID to make me realise that. And, you know, everyone's got a different path and a different journey. And, you know, um, you know, but there's no right or wrong way of doing anything at the moment. And even if you had a million plans for tomorrow and you don't even get any, get one of them done, it doesn't matter. It's okay because you set yourself these impossible expectations sometimes. I know I do. And then I put so much pressure on myself and so much stress and my, my chest gets tight and, and that's no good because that's not, not healthy. And no one else is actually waiting or even knows about any of the things that I've said that I'm going to do tomorrow, but I do. And then I feel that I I've kind of let myself down by not achieving those things and ticking them off. But I've realized that that's okay. And it's okay to not have to do everything all of the time. So I've really grown um, a lot and really had that time to um, invest in myself and nurture myself um, and be a better mother and a better wife and a better uh, businesswoman for it. So, um, you know, we've all, we've all gone through the most insane few months and and I just think the the most important thing now it just has to be that we have to keep on um, evolving and adapting accordingly in order to um, weigh you know weather this whole storm and to um, you know take the highs with the lows you know at any point you know you can start making plans and those plans can be pulled from under your feet but you have to keep making plans we have to keep moving forward um you can't just sit still and then in six months time you're in the same place that's not going to pay your bills that's not going to help your business expand and grow throughout a time like this you need to be seen to be moving forward you need to be seen to be um keeping the wheels turning and um being operational and seeing how your business can evolve and adapt and uh, continue to support your clients and um, uh, and work through these times. And so that's that's really important. And I hope that everything that I've talked about today has served to help in some way, shape or form. Um, it's, yeah, very much very raw and laid bare podcast today. Um, but I felt it was so important. We had to peel, rip the bandaid off and talk about this because it has to be talked about because this is real life and we're all living it. We've all been living through it. There's no brushing things under the carpet here in this podcast. We shine light on them and we talk about them. So um, now that we've tackled this big one, and obviously, as we continue navigating through the months ahead, it will, I'm sure, pop up again and again as as I keep sharing on different things that are happening and as I keep on adapting and evolving through this whole time. Um, but now we can start exploring um, other topics ahead, uh, which obviously all pertain to normal business life and so on and so forth. So that's it for today. I hope you have all taken a lot from this. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, and do subscribe uh, every two weeks. Uh, next fortnight will be my first guest, uh, which I'm so excited to share more about that then. And we're going to be just talking more about building your community, um, going to be kind of dropping different topics in, in order of growth of your business and your company and um, slowly dipping our toe into all of those waters uh, as we kind of go through these next weeks and months ahead. But I'm very excited and I'll be sharing more about who our next guest, who our guest is, our first guest is um, very soon. And uh, that's it. Wishing you all very well. And I hope that our two week marker point between now and the next podcast means that you use that as a goalpost for you to um, move mountains, to set some goals between now and the next podcast of what you're going to achieve, what you want to do, what you need to be um, getting off the table at the moment and what you want to be doing to in order to move forward, um, start ripping the band-aid off on different ideas and projects and things that you've been thinking of and you've been toying with in your head, but you keep 
talking yourselves out of them or whatever it is that you make an actual effort in these next two weeks to make those happen make them come to pass and you can and you will so um and i quite like the idea that every two weeks in these two-week increments now good two-week increments not lockdown two-week increments good two-week increments that you're going to kind of have those markers to now use to push you forward and i will be right here rallying you on pushing you and driving you forward so you can keep um your wheels of your business in motion and powering on now to take things to the next stages to adapt and evolve and come through the other side and beyond to amazing new things new opportunities new relationships new uh clients new everything ahead of you it's exciting and just really taking that energy that I have to share with you now and just implementing it in your world personally and professionally. So no matter how your last six, seven months has been, you're going to be fine. You're doing it. You're strong and you're amazing. So ladies, I will see you or speak to you all in two weeks time. Be sure to subscribe and I will uh, yeah, have a, have a powerhouse. Absolutely fantastic and amazing next two weeks. <laughs>